Rise and shine. It's butt whipping time. It's time for the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. That broadcast school has really paid off. Talking everything sports from the preps. The pass intercepted. Lincoln Cure has it, and there's nobody around. It's going to be a pick six for the sophomore Cure. 10 5 touchdown, Goodland. To the pros. Step back three for Key. Bang! He got it! What a shot! The Blitz is presented by the insurance agency, Equity Bank of Hoxie, Quinter, and Grinnell, the Cowboy Corner Express, and the Farmer State Bank in Oakley. Stop what you're doing and listen. Pavia, plenty of room opening up over that left side. Still on his feet! No way! Diego Pavia, 41-yard touchdown scamper. What can't he do at this point? Swap two, it is a fastball that he hammers to left center field. It is gone! Jose Altuve finds it. His first hit of the championship series leaves the yard. Two after it. Hits it in the air to center. Tavares is back. He's at the wall. He leaps. And he brought it back. Highway robbery. Leone Tavares. Here's his one-two. In the air to center field. Dubon's going back. He's on the truck. He's at the wall. Goodbye. opposite field shot. Texas on the board. His one-two pitch. Ground ball left side. Pena's got it to second one. On the first. There's two. And the Astros come to Arlington and take game three. Good Thursday morning, everybody. It is the Morning Blitz. Once again on 1025 UROC AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State, of course, online as well and through the Rocking M app. Glad you're with us here today on October the 19th. 48 degrees. Currently, the temperatures outside the KKCI studios in South Goodland. Temperatures expected to reach the upper 70s, low 80s on this Thursday. But a nice week of weather. A little breezy yesterday. I think the wind's going to continue to gust a little bit here today and into tomorrow. But uh, overall, nice temperatures and what unusually a little bit warmer than expected, uh, especially this time of year. But that's all right. I'm not going to complain about it. It's not too hot, so I'll I'll, I'll take it. That's for sure. Uh, this Thursday's program, we got a full show ahead. Michael Brunts of Huskers 24-7 Sports going to stop by the program for the first time, geez, since this college football season began. Haven't talked to Michael in a long time, but was able to uh, well, get to have him on the show today. Look forward to visiting with him about Nebraska football coming off a bye week and a uh, kind of an interesting game in against Northwestern here coming up on Saturday. So we'll get to kind of the mid-season report with Michael Brunts coming up at the in about uh, 15 20 minutes from now. Uh we'll also get to the NFL Power 5 top 5 games got my eye on this coming week uh starting tonight with Thursday night football Jags Saints uh kicking off TNF tonight and then some really good games including the Sunday night one which should be a dandy of a football game. So Plenty of things to get to in today's program. Real quickly, before we get into kind of the main topic of the first segment, I wanted to highlight a couple things. First and foremost, Colby Community College Volleyball, a big win last night. CCC takes down Hutch 
in four sets, uh, 27-25, 25-13. They're up 2-0. They lose the third set, uh, 25-21, and then win the fourth set, 25-21. So CCC Volleyball, a big win last night at home over the Blue Dragons. The Hutch, that's a team they had lost to earlier in the season, and moves the Lady Trojans up into third place. Kind of playing some of their better volleyball right here. Still three matches left to go before the end of the regular season. Uh, they got a big match here Saturday against Garden City, which is a team that they probably should have beaten earlier in the year, but did not do it. Uh, and so they've got a chance to get revenge on the road at Conestoga Arena here this Saturday. But Lady Trojans 16-9 overall, 8-5 in the Jayhawk. Also, shout out to Goodland High School Volleyball. They were there cheering on the Lady Trojans. Of course, former cowgirl Emma Lehman, a sophomore on that CCC squad. But uh, CCC Volleyball, big win last night over Hutch uh, in in four sets. Three sets to one, the final there. Uh, Some other news. uh, Postseason baseball yesterday. Uh, Postseason baseball, only one game last night. There'll be two tonight. But Astros do get a win over the Rangers. Makes that series two games to one, still in favor of Texas. The home team has not won in the ALCS. The Astros dropped both of theirs at home. The Rangers have now dropped their first home game. The key seems to be in postseason baseball getting on teams early. 8-5 the final score, and Houston scored five runs before Texas even did. And that's just the way this series, both ALCS and NLCS, has been. First team to really get going is usually the team that kind of uh, ends up winning. Uh, big night for Jose Altuve. Had a solo shot in the game. Uh, two RBIs apiece for Jordan Alvarez and Martin Maldonado out of that nine spot. Good for Houston. Uh, and then they got Christian Javier, five and two-thirds, three hits, couple of runs, three strikeouts for him. Uh, the Texas Rangers might have gone, might have lost, but did not go quietly. Big night for Josh Young, uh, a rookie, just fantastic I think he's a rookie this year. I think he is considered a rookie, but two home runs for him uh, last night. Two for four, four RBIs, two homers, two runs scored for Josh Young. He was great out of the eight hole last night. Uh, Max Scherzer got the start. It was his first start in, what, a long time? Like almost, what, a month and a half or something like that? Might even be longer. Four innings work, five hits, five earned, one walk, four Ks, but giving up five runs in four innings is hard for your team to dig out of there, but... Great, probably the play of the night was uh, the Leotis Tavera, Leota Tavera's uh, robbing of a home run out in center field. That was an impressive catch, uh, jumping up and nabbing it just over the top of the wall. That was an impressive catch from Tavares, uh, but it didn't end up not mattering mattering that whole month all that much. Houston still the win eight five over the Texas Rangers. Uh, that will continue tonight. There's more games tonight. You've got Game Four of that series, seven Central, six Mountain Time. And then you've also got Diamondbacks Phillies in Arizona. First pitch at 4 Central, 3 Mountain Time. That's the early game today. We'll see if Arizona can get a game, get home, and maybe some home cooking will help. Or will the Phillies bats just continue to stay absolutely white hot uh, this postseason? Also some news in the NFL. Uh, McCole Hardman. Former Chiefs wide receiver going to be back with the Chiefs. He has been trade. He was at the New York Jets. Signed a deal there. He's being traded back to Kansas City for a couple of late 2025 picks. A sixth and a seventh round pick are going to go, or let's say Chiefs are sending a 2025 sixth round draft pick to the Jets for Hardman and a 2025 seventh round pick. So they're getting a pick in the seventh round and Hardman for a sixth round pick. This is a win-win for everybody, in my opinion. The Chiefs are struggling to find 
consistent guys in the wide receiving room. And it has shown. I mean, Rasheed Rice has been fine. We know Travis Kelsey's good. But outside of that, they're struggling to find any type of consistency. Why not bring back a guy who left to go get more money? He got it. But ever since he's been in New York, he's been overlooked. He's been surpassed by some rookies. And so it's bringing him back, a guy that knows the system decently well and uh, is a little bit of familiarity with Patrick Mahomes. This might help. This is going to help the Chiefs. Another great move by Brett Veach to go out and find a guy that had some success at Kansas City just a year ago, despite being injured quite a bit, but had some success a year or two ago in Kansas City. Bring him back, see if they can get him uh, kind of right back into the swing of things and help fix this offense, which seems to be especially struggling in the red zone. That's for sure for Kansas City. But uh, McCole Hardman coming back to Kansas City from the New York Jets. thought that was a big, that was a pretty big storyline, I thought, overall. All right, so that, I just want to highlight those couple quick things here before we get into our topic of the day. And it's hard to say this, but we are only, geez, probably two weeks away, two, three weeks away. From uh, the beginning of college basketball season getting going. And so we're starting to see a lot of preseason polls, preseason teams. Um, so just want to highlight that real quickly here in our first segment before we get to Michael Brunts of uh, Huskers 24-7 Sports. But first and foremost, uh, the Kansas Jayhawk Community College Conference, KJCCC, announced their predicted order of finish, uh, which is how they kind of give their preseason poll. It's how they announce their predicted order of finish. Uh, from Colby Community College and Northwest Tech, we'll start on the women's side for uh, Northwest Tech. Men and women both picked to finish in the bottom of that. Uh, Northwest Tech picked to finish 12th. Colby picked to finish 13th. My guess is it's a coin toss between those two teams. Both have brand new head co- or not brand new. Both have new head coaches that are coming to run these programs now. This will be their first year in the Jayhawk. They're building rosters. Nobody knows what to expect. Don't know what to expect of the coach. Don't know what to expect of the players that he brought in or that they brought in, so we will see about that. That's more than likely why they were picked to finish second to last and last in the women's side of the predicted order of finish. By the way, Butler, Hutch, Barton, your top three teams on the women's side. Butler, Hutch, Barton, no surprise there. On the men's side, uh, Northwest Tech picked to finish 11th. Not their highest, but not the lowest they've been picked in, in recent history. And Colby picked to finish in 12th. On the men's side of the predicted order of finish, not dead last, but second to last. Uh, they were both ahead of Independence, I think, is picked to finish in last place. But uh, co- once again, Northwest Tech picked 11th, Colby picked 12th. Both coaches have experience. Jay Bradley going into year number three for him. Jared Stafford, both friends of the program, are going into his second season. And uh, you got to like Coach Stafford. You got to think he's, you know, he, had a, he came in so late in that first season to get a team together. That was hard to do. Struggled a bit because of that. Now has had a full year at Colby to get some recruiting done, to get some good pieces. I expect a good season from Colby. And kind of the same for Northwest Tech. Jay Bradley knows what to expect. He's had two years in this conference. He knows he's gone out and got some nice pieces, including some guys that have bounced back from the Division One level. And so look forward to seeing how both those teams uh can 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 impact the upper half of the league. Once again, pick to finish 11th and 12th, not even dead last, but towards the in the bottom half of the league in the predicted order of finish. Butler, Barton, Dodge City, one, two, and three, the predicted finish on the men's side. So J, the KJCCC announcing their predicted order of finish uh, that actually came out two days ago. But I just sometimes I just forget to I just don't see it or I forget to put it in. 
uh, just happens. That happens. That happens when you're a one-man show. You know, if you if you don't remember, <laughs> no one else will for you. Uh, and then before we get to uh, once again about, we'll we'll take a break here. Just wanted to highlight once again Big Twelve basketball. They had their uh, preseason polls come out. Uh, they wanted, and of course, I had some issues early on in the show, and I had to close out these pages because they were making weird noises. But they had uh, men's and women's basketball. Their kind of uh, their preseason poll on the men's and women's side, and starting with the men, Kansas, of course, picked to finish first. We highlighted that yesterday. Kansas picked to finish in first. Kansas State picked to finish in sixth at this point in time. Uh, out of the preseason poll, you had Kansas one, Houston two. Kansas receiving twelve of the fir- uh, fourteen first place votes. Houston getting the other two. Texas 3, Baylor 4, TCU 5, Kansas State 6. And then Iowa State, Texas Tech, West Virginia, Oklahoma round out the top 10. You got Cincinnati, or sorry, Oklahoma State round out the top 10. You got Cincinnati, Oklahoma, BYU, UCF uh, 11 through 14 in the new Big 12 conference. But Kansas, once again, predicted not a surprise, should be. They've got the most talented team on paper going into this season. Uh, They also gave out the uh, preseason awards. Uh, for the Big 12 on the men's side, preseason player of the year, Hunter Dickinson, should be the 7-2 senior. Has a ton of collegiate experience. He's highly skilled. He can shoot it from the outside. He can play with his back to the bucket. He's very, very good. He should be the preseason player of the year. He's also the newcomer of the year, as he should be. Preseason freshman of the year, Jacoby Walter uh, Baylor. They always seem to have the preseason player. It wasn't last year Keontae George. Wasn't he the preseason fre- or the freshman of the year? I think that's what he was predicted to be. But uh, Jacoby Walter from Baylor, six foot five forward out of McKinney, Texas, predicted to be the freshman of the year in the Big 12. As for the preseason All Big 12 team, you've got L.J. Cryer uh, from Houston, Hunter Dickinson of Kansas, Dewan Harris of Kansas, so two KU players in the top five players in the Big 12, Emmanuel Miller out of TCU, and then Max Asmus. People remember him from Oral Roberts. You know he was looking to leave two years ago. He didn't. He stuck around. I think he's a he's a grad transfer. He played his last year there at, at Oral Roberts. He's going to be playing at Texas this year. And so Max Asmus. And that tells you how talented the Big 12 is. When the newcomer of the year is Hunter Dickinson, and Max Asmus could have easily been the newcomer of the year as well because that guy is extremely, extremely talented and seasoned playing at Oral Roberts. Uh as you're wondering about if there were any other Kansas or K-State players named honorable mention, uh, yes, Kevin McCuller Jr. got it. And then two Kansas State players, Arthur Kaluma, the transfer from Creighton, and Tyler Perry, uh, the transfer from North Texas. Both those Kansas State players were named honorable mention. I mean, that, there's, those are some great players as well on newcomer players. Arthur Kaluma is really talented, and Tyler Perry is as well. Once again, though, Despite those two very talented additions, Jerome Tang and Kansas State picked to finish six, probably right where they want it. You know, they, they love that people are, are, are overlooking them again. They probably want that. I still think, once again, I'll stick to my guns until proven wrong, and I could be wrong. I've been wrong many, many times before. I just don't think Kansas State's going to have the type of season they had last year. Last year, 26-10, and 10, make all the lead eight. You might get to that 19-20 win season this year, I think. I just don't, I don't think an elite eight run is probably in the cards. We'll see. We'll see. If not... If that happens, Jerome Tang is is going to be getting offers from 
big, big, big time programs and big, big, big time money if that does happen. Uh, and then real quick, before we get out, I wanted to highlight the women. Uh, Texas picked to finish first on the women's side. Baylor picked to finish second. But Kansas and Kansas State getting a lot of love. Kansas picked to finish third in the preseason poll. Uh, Kansas State currently fourth. A lot of love for Kansas and Kansas State in the women's poll uh, going third and fourth, respectively. And then on the preseason honors and watch list for the women, you had the point guard of the year award watch list. You had Kansas's uh, Zakiah Franklin and Kansas State's Serena Sundell picking up uh, the watch list for point guard of the year. Shooting guard of the year, Kansas State's Gabby Gregory. Uh, on that watch list as well. They do not do a team. They just do watch lists for the women's side. But once again, Kansas and Kansas State getting a lot of love on the women's side for hoops. So there you go. I just wanted to highlight that real quickly before we get too far down the road. Once again, I'm in the thick of college football season. We're halfway through it. Basketball, college basketball starts up. And honestly, I don't really dive into college basketball much until the new year year turns. (laughs) Uh, But just want to quickly get those out there before the season begins here in about three weeks. All right, let's get to our first break. We come back. Michael Brunts is going to join the program next. We'll visit him about Nebraska football. We're at the midway point of the season for the Cornhuskers. What is he? Th- how does he think they've, it's gone so far and what to expect in the second half? It's next here on the Morning Blitz.